Welcome to our Unveiled Faces. I am creator and host, Rosie Leonore, and I'm here to help you find strength and inspiration in your daily spiritual restoration journey with God. I pray that this episode will encourage your faith. Enjoy. Welcome. Today, I will be reflecting on another section of Repentance. A Cosmic Shift of Mind and Heart, a book written by Edward Anton. In today's episode, I want to focus on a section called Countercultural Conformists. It is directly from the chapter, The Church Reorients Us. So what is countercultural? I think most of you will probably already know that it is against what is common in cultural society. What is what most of society accepts? What is what most of society does? How most of society lives? And the viewpoints that most of society has. As Christians, we are, in essence, countercultural. If you are a disciple of Jesus, a Christian listening to this episode, and you have studied the scriptures, you will know that that is absolutely true. If you look at the first century church, that is exactly what they were. In fact, many were punished because of their beliefs. Many were persecuted because of their beliefs. And quite a number died because of their beliefs. And they died proudly without renouncing Jesus. Edward Anton really goes into this concept here, reminding us in 2 Corinthians 6.17, when the Lord calls us and says, come out from them and be separate. And he talks about, you know, in 1 Peter 1, verse 13 to 15, where it says that we are no longer, the church is no longer to conform to the passions of former ignorance, but to holiness. Holiness, holiness, that word in itself is very unpopular and actually quite misunderstood. And in another episode, I will be reflecting and talking more about holiness. So why is it so important that we are so countercultural? It's not the idea of being countercultural. The Bible doesn't say be countercultural exactly. He do, they don't, you know, doesn't use that word. None of, none, none of the writers and the prophets, you know, they don't use that word countercultural. But if you look at everything, you really see that that's what it is. So the, the next thing I want to reflect on is what does this mean exactly as Christians to be different, right? Countercultural. Well, he does explain, uh, Anton does explain here that even though we are countercultural, he also calls us conformist. But he says there's two different kinds of conformists. And if you look at the scriptures, you'll see that there's conformists that are conforming to the world, people that conform to the standards of the world, which is what most people do. 
And then those that conform to a different community. They conform through repentance. They conform to the views uh, and the methods and the practices and the mind and the heart of Jesus and of God's laws taught by the Bible. So this is a different kind of conformity. So in essence, we are conforming either one or the other. We're either going to conform to the world or we are either going to conform, sorry, conform to the scriptures, to the way that Jesus calls us to live. You know, there's a part here that really got to me. I was like, wow. It says they conform. These are the Christians, the early Christians. They conform to a culture of selfless love, sexual purity, marital fidelity, stunning generosity, purposeful living, revolutionary zeal, secure humility, undeserved persecution, and joy beyond understanding. God's perfect plan for repentance provides the support and the camaraderie of the church because it's daunting to be different. The world hates holiness. Moreover, the world hates holy saints. And we're reminded in John 15, 18, where Jesus said, if you belong to the world, the world will love you as its own. However, because you do not belong to the world, but I chose you out of the world. For this reason, the world hates you. So Jesus warned his followers, right? He did. And so, you know, having the same mind, same love, being unified in the spirit, that unity is important. I, I spoke of that in a previous section, in a previous episode. Unity is so important. Coming together and being like-minded like Jesus To me, this is, this is so relatable. I can think of two examples of my life personally and within my marriage. The first one is when it has to do with how we think about money. Now, money does make the world go round. Yes, you need money. Of course, you need money to eat. But and to live, you know, have a home. But how do we think about money? Do we idolize money? Do we irresponsibly handle money? Now, don't get me wrong. I know that when we're young and if we're not trained, sometimes we do so not out of bad intention, but because we weren't trained. And that's different. Sometimes we know we learn our lessons through our mistakes. I have. I have made. Oof. <laughs> countless mistakes growing up. I was never really fully trained on how to handle money. And right now, I it's different because I have learned my lessons. But if you have a resources out there to help you handle your money, to help you learn how to uh, really be responsible with it, use them. Because the Bible has so many scriptures on how we see money, how to see money, how to handle money, how to be responsible with money. And so that's one example. Right now, I really want to lift up my husband because he handles the finances. And, and uh, you know, one thing I want to encourage all of you to do is making sure that, you know, you do, you're responsible, but don't over worry either. 
And that is something that we can tend to do as well. Don't over worry about money because God handles it. He's going to take care of you. Another example is in purity. Now in our marriage to maintain, obviously the, the, the marriage holy and be faithful, but even before being married, when you're dating and you're, you're in a relationship here in the book and in the scriptures talks about sexual purity, making sure that if you're dating someone, you are pure that you're honoring God. My husband and I decided to wait for our wedding day to have our first kiss. And it was amazing to do so. Do you absolutely have to not kiss when you date? No, but we wanted to make sure that we were not causing any kind of temptation. And that was our choice. We wanted to make sure to be holy and presentable before God. So those are just two examples. Perhaps you're, li- you're, you're thinking right now of other examples in your life or you can relate. Think about those examples in your life. How can you be more holy? How can you be countercultural? Make sure, just reflect and, and, and ask yourself and be honest. Are you being holy? Are you being the church? Or are you conforming more to the world? I pray that if you are conforming more to the world, that you would take that step of faith and repentance and change that way of thinking and change the heart. God can do so. God can help you with that. Thank you once again for listening to another episode. I pray that this episode will encourage your faith and your walk with God.